0: To Essentially You and Friends, this special edition podcast is where I have the opportunity to sit down and interview people somewhere along their journey of figuring out how to rock their work so that they can love their life. Vincent Van Gogh said, what is done in love is done well, and in this episode, I'm interviewing my daughter, Marissa Mathia, in her quest to become a professional pianist. Welcome. To the show. Welcome everyone to Essentially You and Friends. My name is Mark Mathiah and I have the special privilege of being here with my daughter Marissa Mathiah. Marissa, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: You are the first guinea pig to sit on this microphone with me and I appreciate you, thanks for that. <laughs> Marissa, you've had an incredible journey. Um, since you were knee-high to a grasshopper, which seems like yesterday, but was many years ago, and um, this journey that you've been on has been quite exceptional in terms of wanting to be a mu- musician. What what inspired you to become a musician?
1: Um, I think it was just something that was it was consistent throughout my entire life since I was young, and that I kind of just... Fell in love with, and it was something that always challenged me, and I knew never really grew bored of. Um, so I think what inspired me was just being surrounded by music from a really young age. Mm,
0: neat. So tell us about what you're pursuing. What's your focus in music now? Where are you at in your journey, and um, why is it important to you?
1: Well, right now I'm studying at the University of Oklahoma for my masters in music for piano performance and pedagogy. Um, So I'm working on a degree that focuses on performing, but actually probably a little more so on the pedagogy, the learning how to teach. Um, I thought that it was really important to spend some time learning how to teach well and um, pursuing that a little bit. Because my undergrad degree was just in performance, so I didn't get um, a full degree of learning how to teach. And as a musician, I think it's really important to um, be good at teaching if you're and if you are going to do that at all in your life, and know how to really set a good foundation for your students of technique, of musicality, phrasing, so that they're really set up for success, and you're not. Um, harming their technique in any way.
0: Mm, That's interesting. And talking about being set up for success, let's talk about your strengths. What are your Clifton strengths? top five?
1: Uh, My top five, so I have positivity, I have adaptability, I have includer, developer, and maximizer.
0: And how do those show up in your day-to-day as you're going through pursuing your master's and teaching uh, piano?
1: I think... Actually, I think it's really special. This is something really special about the entire pedagogy program at OU is that I feel like a lot of people have very positive personalities and outlooks on life. And um, our professors kind of handpicked people that would mesh really well with the program. So I think the positivity shows up a lot in my day to day in teaching and in trying to be encouraging to my students. And then um, being supportive of my friends and having a positive outlook on what we're doing and how hard we're working. Um, let's see, adaptability, there's so many things that get thrown at you in grad school that you just have to really go with the flow in some sense and do your absolute best to stay organized but at the end of the day there's going to be a lot of little things that pop up. Um, Includer. I think this is another thing that a lot of the students at OU have in common, is that we like to include each other. Uh, we work together really well, and even in our classes we'll like, study together and things. Um, let's see. Developer and Maximizer, I think it, it really comes to play in my teaching. I really love seeing people develop and grow, that's been really exciting. and um, And taking them from good to great, I think, is where the maximizer really comes in.
0: Yeah, that's a a key characteristic of a maximizer. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like you get to use your strengths every day at this point in your journey, and that that inspires me a lot. Hey, when it comes to classical music, what's your favorite piece? Maybe (sighs) your favorite composer or your favorite piece, either one.
1: Um, (laughs) I have so many favorites up to this point. But one that I've loved for a really, really long time is um, Schubert's fantasy, um, the forehand fantasy in D, I believe, and I love the journey that Schubert really takes you on from beginning to end. and. It's just very, very heartfelt and emotional, which I love pieces that I can connect with emotionally.
0: Well, that's interesting, because my next question is, how do you do that? When you perform a great piece of music, how do you connect with your audience, and is that even important?
1: I think so. I think it's like a... It's almost a collaboration between you and the audience. Um, It's this special kind of headspace that everybody kind of... Joins in together when you're performing um, and being a part of that is is quite special I really I like the feeling of being up on stage and getting to share um, With with people who love music as much as I do
0: Well, that's interesting because you're not um, a typical performer. You're, you're more of an introvert than an extrovert
1: mm-hmm. I think it's a specific it, it doesn't always feel like the audience is, is right there. Sometimes it feels like you're in this kind of, I know a lot of people use the flow as a term um, for this, so you're in that specific flow state where it's really, really focused. Um, and if you're doing it right, you're able to really focus on the music and making things as beautiful as you can.
0: No, that's great. And that flow state is very important, whether we're in the office or uh, apparently on stage. Mm -hmm. And so that's really interesting that you find flow and that helps you overcome maybe some of the um, external shyness or whatever introverts Mm -hmm. carry around with you. I, I understand that. Hey, let's talk about this and shift gears a little bit, because I want to talk about achievements and I want to talk about failures, because I think a lot of times... People don't give enough credit to both, right? We okay. don't spend enough time saying, "Hey, I did this really well," and then when we fail, we fail poorly, and and that doesn't do us any good. So, can you give us a time and and maybe let us let us in on what was some of or one of your most meaningful achievements?
1: Um, let's see. I would say the one that stands out to me the most is probably the duo piano performance I got to. Be a part of with an orchestra. Um, my duo partner at the time, Imong Shu, and I, we played um, with our orchestra at the University of Omaha, uh, Nebraska at Omaha, and we played with the orchestra, the Poulenc, it's a two piano concerto, the first movement, and I, I've never really felt more alive on the stage than it's, it's a giant collaboration when you're playing with an orchestra, but you still kind of are that center focus, which I really enjoy. Um, but that one really stood out to me.
0: Mm, that was beautiful, and I, I was fortunate enough to be in the audience. Marissa, when it comes to, to things uh, in your educational journey in college, that, what, what was one of the most significant failures you had to push through?
1: I think... There's one performance that really stood out to me. It was in a master class, and I had attempted to memorize a Bach fugue rather quickly. And as many people who have studied Bach know, it's really hard to cram Bach. And And actually that that was probably my most significant failure was that performance did not go well. Um, And I was very upset with myself afterwards. But um, I did learn from that I learned that a you can't cram Bak and if you don't practice him pretty much every day, he'll bite you in the butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good so you went right right away to how you push through it. How mm-hmm. important is resilience as a musician?
1: I think if you're not resilient you shouldn't be in the in the career path of music um, there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs when it comes to a musical journey. You're going to want to see a very linear path of growth, but that's not really the case. Um, growth when it comes to music is not linear, it, it has, it's maybe more of a stair step effect where you maybe have some plateaus where you're really pushing, pushing, and then all of a sudden you're going to see that growth. But it's not going to be, from your perspective, that linear linear line of growth.
0: Mm, yeah, that's good advice. So speaking of that, as someone who wants to or aspires to be a classical musician, and let's go beyond that, let's just say a leader, any, anyone in the workforce, what advice would you give them when it comes to pursuing a dream?
1: Um, my advice would be your best is always enough. I think it's really important that you're always, always trying your absolute best, putting in the preparation to the best of your ability, spending the time with it. Um, But then at the end of the day, when you get to the performance, when you get to that big presentation or whatever, if you do your absolute best, it's always going to be enough. Um, And the right doors will always open for you. I found that in my path a lot that it wasn't always exactly what I thought it was going to be, but I, I kind of set my course on what I thought was best for me. And then I just really went for it, and, and the right doors opened up, and I ended up where I needed to be.
0: You've always had um, an inner drive. It almost looks like competition. I don't think competition is high, um, but, but you find yourself in those things and, and really driven. But there's another side of that, and there's another side to your maximizer, and that can kind of look like perfectionism. Mm -hmm. So as a musician and someone who's a maximizer, someone who tends to um, maybe call us once or twice a month in tears because something (laughs) didn't go well, what advice would you give someone in dealing with a perfectionistic nature?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I think... sometimes it can be a good thing, I think it keeps you humble in a sense where you're not like thinking you're the best, um, and it's really hard when you get into the mindset of, um, that egotistical mindset a little bit, um, and it's not really healthy for musicians to be there because it kind of stunts your growth a little bit, so in a sense it's a good thing, um, but it's also quite difficult when you want everything to be perfect, um, Which is why I always say your best is always enough. Um, Like I mentioned before, I think if you have the mindset of putting your best foot forward, whatever it looks like on that day, um, and and trying to be happy with that um, is really important.
0: Mm, That's good advice. That's great that you've learned this this early in your career. (laughs) It's going to stay with you, I bet. So let's talk about... As we're moving into your musical journey, what's next after you graduate with your masters at Oklahoma University?
1: More music, for sure. Um, I think, I've been thinking about whether I want to go straight into a doctoral degree or go for maybe an artist diploma where I would get to spend a lot of time just really working on music and learning new repertoire. Um, So more music, more education at this point, and I'm hoping at the end of the day to become a professor. I would love to have the opportunity to teach at a university. I love teaching the college-age students. I've gotten some opportunities during this degree currently to be teaching college-age students, and I've loved it so far. That's probably my preferred age um, to teach, and then I would love to continue performing through that. I know a lot of professors spend quite a bit of time performing and putting together recitals and and collaborative recitals as well, so that would be really exciting for me.
0: That sounds great. Well, Marissa, you are an uncommon daughter and and young artist with an uncommon pursuit of music, and your work ethic and your passion for what you're pursuing, I admire a lot. Well done. Thanks, well done. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been really fun to talk to you. And and you know, I, I I don't know that we could end a podcast until we just say, Marissa, when you think back in your musical journey from the very beginning uh, through today, who are some of the influencers in your life that had a real positive impact on your journey?
1: We you better take this chronologically. Let's do it. I'd have to start with my mom, who started me on piano. Mm. And she was the one who taught me to play from three and a half, which is quite young to try to teach a three and a half year old. Probably pretty wiggly at that point. But she, she stuck with it, she taught me how to play. Um, and then moving forward at the age of eight, I kind of switched over to Ken So, who is a local teacher in Omaha, who taught me how to tell a story through music and how to really express myself through music, which I really appreciate that he let me do that and and grow in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, moving forward, Dr. Washington Garcia, my first undergrad professor, um he really showed me what it was like to be a professional in um in this career path and how to build relationships and make connections which is super important when it comes to being a musician um let's see moving forward oh during that same time we have Stacy Heinlein with my collaborative professor and uh, she was one of my biggest cheerleaders at the time. She really showed me how a lot of technical skills that I needed to grow up with and she, she gave that to me and she helped me learn how to collaborate with people and worked with my duo partner at the time and got us to be able to perform as an orchestra, which is really amazing. But she also she also taught me how to be resilient, how to be strong as a, a woman in a career, um, and just how hard I needed to work to succeed. Um, moving forward, my current professors, Dr. Barbara Fast, she's been amazing in teaching a lot of that pedagogy as well as Dr. Um, Dr. Murphy, J.P. Murphy. He's been amazing as well. I've really enjoyed the classes, learning how to teach and become a better teacher. Um, and then my piano professor right now, Dr. Igor Lipinski has just, it's been wonderful being able to explore music with him and his excellent ear. Um, and he really treats me like I'm my own independent artist, which I really, really appreciate. Um, and I'm excited to see where that takes us in the future.
0: Wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's always impressive when our journeys, when we just take a moment and reflect on it, just how many people have added little contributions Mm -hmm. to where we're at today. Well, Marissa, thanks for sharing. I know that as people listen to this podcast, they're going to get a lot out of it. They're going to understand that um, the journey is real. It's hard. Um, There's wins and losses, and we all have our little things we have to push through. Um, But at the end of the day, there's people that we're grateful for, and it's about making a connection, isn't it?
1: Yep, it really
0: is. And your connection with your audience has always been something, as your dad, that I've liked to watch. And I understand it better now, having talked to you, about how you make that connection and, and, and kind of bring the audience and yourself into the same world for some shared space and grace at that same time. It's a beautiful thought. Well, Marissa, thanks so much for joining me. And to everyone out there, thank you for joining us. It's been a privilege to interview my daughter. (laughs) Um, And Marissa, best of luck to you on your continued journey in music. Thank you. And now it's your turn to get out there and rock your work so that you can love your life. Not every job is going to be your dream job. I get that. But if you use your strengths every day and you know your stuff, the sky is the limit. If you like what you've learned, would you consider subscribing to my iTunes podcast and leaving a review? I'd sure appreciate it. And until we talk again, know this, I'm cheering for you.